My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and he always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. today's podcast episode. I know the last episode was kind of fun because I had a guest on. I had my mom. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would highly suggest that you do to hear some good mom tips, some health tips, all that fun stuff. But today we're going to be doing a solo episode. I'm going to be talking all about how to pursue your purpose by building your story brand. And this is inspired by this awesome book I'm reading right now called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And it is an entrepreneurship book, but I thought it had really good ideas that can apply to those of us that are trying to find our purpose and redefine ourselves specifically in response to what we've been going through in quarantine. So that's kind of the main topic of today's episode, finding your purpose, even when it can be hard and when there's a lot of new transitions going on. And also something else that inspired this podcast uh, is the fact that I'm currently in Idaho right now. For those of you that don't know, I just graduated college and I'm training to become a financial advisor and partner with my dad in the family investment business so that's super exciting but right now I'm just in Idaho because his main office is in Idaho so we're meeting with clients doing some training just learning a bunch I feel like my brain is just overwhelmed and just overflowed with all this great information and it's not a negative overwhelm it's just a lot so it's very exciting but with this going on there is a really big transition period and I think everyone who does graduate college and is starting into their careers experiences this and so I really wanted to have this episode to talk about how to build your purpose why you have a purpose and how we should really use our gifts to effectively serve others and the kind of business format that I learned all throughout college because I had an entrepreneurship minor and even for students that don't have entrepreneurships minor minors the whole purpose of business is the fact that okay society has problems and the exciting thing about business and having a free market and a capitalist society is that we could use our ideas and our gifts to offer solutions to people to solve these problems in society so all my business classes especially my entrepreneurship classes said okay if you want to start a business if you want to work for a business and be in the business world the main reason you're doing it is to solve society's problems through different ideas and people come together and create products and services is you can build a profit that could be your goal or it could be to solve the problem and normally most of the time when your mission is to solve the problem that actually fosters more good and you do end up making a profit in a better way 
This concept is also known as conscious capitalism, trying to use free markets and the freedom of a free economy to help society grow out of poverty and to become the best version of itself. So the way that I'm kind of applying this to our deep purpose in life and kind of connecting it to our soul, our spiritual and emotional level, is the fact that there are so many problems in society and God gave us certain gifts for us to help offer solutions and offer light in such a dark world. And that is why we have our gifts to help offer solutions to the problems that people have. So this is the main reason why I wanted to talk about this topic because it is very hard in quarantine when we're listening to our own voices in our heads and we're constantly being kind of hopeless and thinking, oh my gosh, when are we going to get out of this rut? How am I going to transition to this new part of life? What is life going to look like? And I think we get really down on ourselves. So I kind of wanted to share this episode to walk us through this exercise and I'll get more into it when I talk more about this book. But this book does talk about different exercises you run your mind through when you're building a business, but I'm going to kind of change it up and apply it to when you're trying to find your purpose because it can help hone you in now on what you really care about in this world, what problem really makes you kind of stir and something that you have a passion for, and how are you going to specifically use your gifts as a solution. And so when we're still kind of in quarantine and when we're kind of coming out of it, And if you're feeling confused, hopeless, lost, I think it's good to plan right now to kind of figure out, okay, what am I doing when all this ends? How am I going to really formulate my purpose and match it to what God has created for me since the time that I was born? So before I get into that, though, I just want to share my favorite quote of the week. I found it online and I just I read it and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I need to share it on the podcast. It is so wonderful. It's by this woman named Madeline Lengel, and she states, We draw people to Christ not by loudly discrediting what they believe or by telling them how wrong they are and how right we are, but by showing them a light that is so lovely that they want with all their hearts to know the source of it. So first of all, I love the word lovely. (laughs) My mom, she's from England, and if you listen to the last podcast episode, you would know that because she talks about her life story, but the word lovely is used quite often there. And when I was nine years old, my family and I visited England to visit my aunties and uncles and cousins that I've never met before. And they always use the word lovely there. And my dad thought that was just so cute. He always uses the word lovely. And so the fact that this quote has the word lovely in it, I thought was really sweet. But the main point of this is that our purpose in life is to, you know, offer solutions to the problems in society. And that's the way we could use our gifts to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace, as the passage in the Bible states. But the way that we really could do this is showing light to the world that is so attractive and in this so lovely that other people want with all their hearts to know the source of this light. And so when we're trying to figure out our purpose, when we're trying to sift through our gifts and figure out why am I here on this earth, I think the main thing we have to always understand and always come back to is that we're trying to use our gifts to attract people to the source of light, which is Jesus. And that's Jesus's love. And the reason we're able to have the motivation and the strength and the desire to help people is simply because Jesus has helped us so much. And we want others to know Jesus as well. And that is why we want to be driven to help others in their life so that they could also know the joy from Jesus as well. So if you're feeling lost and confused, or maybe you don't have a lot of motivation right now, and you don't really know what your gifts are, you don't know what your purpose is, and you maybe don't even want to search for it, I would challenge you to really think about, okay, my role on this earth isn't just to make a lot of money. It's not just to have self-worth in my abilities. It's, it's not that. Actually, what it is, is to use my gifts as a way to attract people to Jesus's light. And I could show them 
how much I love them, how much compassion I have. And why do I have this compassion for them? Oh, it's because Jesus has compassion for me. And that is one of the best ways to help other people know Jesus is through you and how you treat them and how you emit Jesus's light. So I loved this verse, not just because it had the word lovely in it, but because it offered so much wonderful truth. And then for my favorite song, it's the worship song, Waymaker. And I'm sure a lot of you who listen to worship music have heard this. And I actually just finished watching Church. It's a Sunday morning right now. And they sang this song. And I was going to include this song in this podcast episode. And then I realized they sang it. And I thought, okay, I think God definitely wants me to share a couple lyrics from this song. So the song is called Waymaker, which obviously alludes to the fact that God makes our ways, which I thought was a perfect type of a flavor to add to this podcast because he's the one that has created the plan and the purpose for our lives and he's the one that could help guide us to it. But I wanted to share a couple lyrics that I thought really illustrated this point. And so the the main chorus to this song is Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. My God, that is who you are. And the impact that I really find from this specific section of verses is that God has made your way and knows your purpose even if you're confused, even if you don't have motivation to search for it right now, even if you don't know what that purpose is, God has made this purpose. He is your way maker. He made your way even before you were born. And there is this beautiful section from my study Bible I've been reading Um, the study Bible. I I mentioned it in a couple podcast episodes ago, but um, it's from, uh, oh my gosh, you could hear all my, (laughs) you could hear all my pages flipping, but the section is from Romans 8, 28, 29 through 30. And the passage reads, what is clear is that God's purpose for people was not an afterthought. It was settled before the foundation of the world. People are to serve and honor God. If you have believed in Christ, you can rejoice in the fact that God has always known you. So I kind of want to relate this to the fact of kind of the girl God's got you point. And I try to share this with every specific um, podcast episode because I really want to clarify the message. And being in quarantine has given a lot of people time to reflect about their soul, their path, and their direction in life. And this can actually cause us to question our purpose, causing confusion, even an attitude of stress, hopelessness, or nervousness about the future. And the thing is, is that when we listen to our own voice for too long, sometimes we're starting to hear our own voice and it's not God's voice and we get confused by us, but by this. And that can cause us to lose hope in our impact here on earth because our hearts do deceive ourselves and we also are sometimes our biggest critics. And when we constantly are kind of in isolation and we're feeling alone and we're simply hearing our own voice over and over again, when we start degrading ourselves and don't believe in ourselves, we can lose hope in the fact that God created us to impact the world. When we listen just to our own voice instead of God's, it can cause a lot of damage on our self-worth and what we believe in ourselves. And I heard this in the church service last Sunday about how isolation can really cause us to have struggles and it could cause us to listen to our voice more than God's voice and that could be dangerous. So I just want to encourage you so much that girl, God's got you because when you feel nervous, hopeless, and you're just over all this quarantine, you're over this confusion, God's purpose and plan for you has not changed. Even though maybe your perspective has changed in life, maybe your mental health has changed, maybe your self-worth has changed, maybe it's gotten better, maybe it's gotten worse. But overall, God's plan and purpose for you has not changed even though you feel like maybe you're changing. Maybe you don't know yourself anymore. Maybe you're feeling a little disconnected. You could still have 
hope in the fact that our God is an unchanging God and the purpose and plan he has for us is not an afterthought. He created us with a specific purpose when we were conceived in our mother's womb. Like, it's not changing. And so if you're losing hope in how you're feeling and how a lot of this isolation has been treating you, understand that there still is so much hope in the fact that God does have a purpose for you and a plan and you were made to be put on this earth to impact the world in some beautiful way. And there was a statistic from the Business Insider. I thought it was quite interesting. There's this woman named Tess Brigham, and she's a psychotherapist. And she wrote in an article um, that her millennial clients actually feel paralyzed by the pandemic. And I thought the word paralyzed was kind of a perfect way to describe how a lot of people are feeling, especially young people. And the fact that so much has happened. Maybe you graduated college and you don't know what you're doing. Maybe you graduated high school. Maybe you're in the middle of everything and your plans have changed. It's easy to feel paralyzed when we don't have control anymore and when we have a lot of nervousness about the future or apprehension or there's a lot of unknown. And when plans change, it can be really hard for us to get a grip on life and learn how to pivot because we're so paralyzed by this change that we weren't expecting. So there's even more of a reason for us to figure out what our purpose is during this time because that could help us have a grip on life. And the beautiful thing about this is that when we understand that God has a plan for us and he does have a purpose for us and we're actually giving him the control, we can have so much hope knowing that, okay, I try to have control over my life. These plans changed. I'm paralyzed. And so obviously my control is not something I could hope in. My control is not something I could put all of my contentment in. Actually, if I put my self-worth and my fulfillment in God's control, I know that it's unchanging and that no matter what happens on this earth, he still has a plan for me. So I think that's even more of a source of evidence for us to look back on and think, okay, if I put everything in my own control, it probably won't work out because the world changes beyond my control. However, God is always in control. So if we put our life in his hands, we will always have a purpose and we will never have to feel alone or feel like we don't have a place on this earth. And there are a couple tips from Psychology Today, a recent article that they posted about how to handle quarantine as a millennial. And their three top tips were plan, Limit media and mix it up. So plan. Make a plan right now so you can understand what you're doing. And so what I'm asking for you right now to mix it up and make a plan is to really go through this exercise I'm going to share in a little bit in this podcast so you can figure out what your purpose is, what your gifts here are on earth, and putting your your life plan and your life purpose in God's hands because he knows what it is. I'm asking you to mix it up. Stop trying to figure it out on your own. Stop trying to put this all on your own shoulders. I want to let you know the times that I've been trying to put all of this stuff on my own shoulders, it's very stressful and I can't do it on my own. And so I've just realized over and over again, especially throughout this week where I'm training for my job and there's a lot going on, any moment that I put it on my own shoulders, I feel disheartened, I feel overwhelmed, and I have to remind myself that, okay, I need to put my self-worth in God's hands. I need to put my overall purpose in his hands because he is here to guide me and help me. So that is really kind of the intro to this podcast. I know it was very long, but now I'm going to get more into the analysis from the book. And once again, this book is called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. I've gone through about half of it, and I want to finish most of it by the time I'm done on this trip to Idaho because I want to learn as much as I can about sales and business and how to build my own brand and also how to find my purpose. But I will link this book in the show notes and you could buy it on Amazon. It is a wonderful book and I would really recommend it. I actually had to buy it for an entrepreneurship class that I took the fall semester of my senior year, so this last fall. And we only read a couple chapters of it, but I loved it. And so I found it in my book collection and wanted to pick it up again. But 
Donald Miller, his, his main point at the beginning of this book is that customers have a certain amount of calories to spend their brain power on. So what this means is that when a customer is trying to decide what product or service to buy, they only have so much brain power to spend on all of these different marketing ploys that people use and all these different types of pitches they try to sell you on because every business is trying to market their product. And so if it's too confusing and if there's too much noise, the customer isn't necessarily going to want to spend that much brain power on such a confusing idea. And there's this really good quote in this book. I'm just trying to bring it up. It says, business has a fierce, insidious enemy that, if not identified and combated, will contort our company into an unrecognizable mess. The enemy I'm talking about is noise. Noise has killed more ideas, products, and services than taxes, recessions, lawsuits, climbing interest rates, and even inferior product design. I'm not talking about the noise inside our business. I'm talking about the noise we create as a business. And then the mantra they have at this story brand, which is the name of their business, their marketing business, is this. If you confuse, you'll lose. So I know this all these quotes are you know about businesses and growing them, but I want to kind of relate it back to ourselves and our own purpose. If we have too much noise in our life and we're trying to figure out our purpose on this grand, elaborate scale, we will lose. We will confuse ourselves and we will lose and we will give up on trying to really figure out what our purpose is. So I think the first step that I learned from this book and applying it to my life purpose is not to make it more complicated than it has to be. Because there are so many different problems in the world that we could help offer solutions for and there's all these different paths we could take. And I think it's so easy to have all of this noise and we're trying to offer all of these different different services and products and we're trying to get involved in all these different jobs and it's just so much in this world already with media there's enough noise that when you are trying to figure out your purpose and your plan here on earth the simpler the better and then if you want to build off of your purpose and your personal brand you can but I think that one of the biggest reasons this is so hard to figure out our purpose in life is there's so much noise there are so many options and opportunities for us to take that it can become overwhelming when we're trying to figure out which opportunity and which plan is best for me. And as a young person going into the business world, I totally know how you're feeling if you're feeling confused about where in the world am I going because there are so many amazing options in this beautiful economy that we live in here in America. It's great that we have so many options, but it can't actually be confusing. And then sometimes we also feel like, oh no, I only have two or three specific options because right now we're kind of in a recession. And so it's almost on the flip side when there's a limited options and we have fewer rather than more, it adds almost more pressure on our shoulders to think, okay, I only have two or three options. Which one do I choose? I know it's limited. I want to make the right uh, decision. And so out of all of this, whether it's noise from a lot of options or noise from a couple options and you're trying to figure out where to go in life, it's good just to really sit down simplify and think, okay, what is a specific problem I'm trying to solve? What gifts do I have that'll offer a solution? And how will this research that I just pulled from my own meditation, how will this apply to the jobs and the opportunities that have been given to me and how will it closely align? So I'll get into that a little bit more, but um, the gentleman, Donald Miller, he shared that in response to this noise, there's a solution. There is something that we could use to help us overcome this noise. And that solution is a story. And he states, story is the greatest weapon we have to combat noise because it organizes information in such a way that people are compelled to listen. Story is similar to music. 
A good story takes a series of random events and distills them into the essence of what really matters. So, for example, if you're coming out of the quarantine and you're trying to apply to all these jobs, or maybe you only have three or four jobs you found and you want to apply to, there's a lot of noise going on, okay? And you're trying to figure out, okay, which job will most directly align with my purpose in life, with my passions, with the problem I'm trying to solve? If there's so much noise going on and you can't understand what your purpose is and what gifts you have, I challenge you to sit down and think about your story. Think about your experiences in life that have made you who you are. And I want you to think about something called your holy discontent. And what this is, is that driving force in the world that you really just can't stand. For example, for me, uh, what my holy discontent is when I see people so bogged down with financial stress that they can't live the life they were created to live. And I'll go more into my kind of story brand and what I've constructed after reading this book, but my holy discontent is really seeing people held back by financial stress, confusion, and that really gets to me because money, while it is important, and I am literally in the finance world and the finance world revolves around money, I mean the whole world revolves around money, money is something that's temporary in this world. And so when we get so caught up by a temporary thing that it holds us back from making an eternal impact and forging eternal relationships and memories, that makes me sad. And so that's why I want to go into the finance world and use my gifts of communication and math and and my you know love for research and all that, use those gifts that I, I've realized I have to offer a solution to the world in the form of financial planning, financial advice, so that I could help people worry less about their future and focus more on their purpose and actually enjoying life. So, for example, my holy discontent is seeing financial stress. Maybe you want to become a doctor and your holy discontent is seeing people hurting. Maybe you want to become a lawyer and your holy discontent is when you see people who are part of injustice and they're not getting stood up for. Maybe you're a cop and or you want you want to be a cop and your holy discontent is, you know, seeing criminals running around when they deserve to actually go to prison. I mean, no matter what it is, whatever I know those are very general jobs, doctor, lawyer, cop. But no matter what it is, your holy discontent is that that reason you want to work so hard to have the career and have the purpose that you've always aspired to have. So that's where your story comes in. You could look at your life, think of all your experiences and think, what do I care most about in the world? And once you figure that out, that story helps simplify all the noise going on in your life. And that can really help hone you in on the purpose that you're trying to find. And there's this really other good point in this book that I think is just very important. And I think it also illustrates this very well. They said, here's a story in a nutshell. And this is kind of the formula that I want to share. And I'm going to base a couple examples off of it. But it says, here is nearly every story you see or hear in a nutshell. A character who wants something encounters a problem before they can get it. At the peak of their despair, a guide steps into their lives gives them a plan, and calls them to action. That action helps them avoid failure and ends in a success. And so there's this really cool type of diagram that the story brand has shared. And I'm going to put this diagram on one of my Instagram posts. And yes, I will tag the story brand Instagram so it's not, you know, plagiarism or anything. But it's kind of a cool way they break it down. So they have this diagram. It says a character has a problem, meets a mentor or a guide. That mentor or guide gives them a plan and calls them to action. And that either ends in success or it helps them avoid failure. And I think that's just kind of a beautiful way that this kind of 
outline flows because when we apply it to our own purpose and when we apply our story to our holy discontent to help us find a purpose, it clarifies things so much in a really good formula. And so this book shares a couple examples of classic stories, movies, books, and one of them that they share is The Hunger Games, which is one of my favorite book series. So I thought, oh, I'll share this example that they shared in this book. And so this book says, in the first Hunger Games movie, Katniss Everdeen must compete in a twisted fight-to-the-death tournament forced upon the people of Panem by an evil, tyrannical government called the Capitol. The problem she faces is obvious. She must kill or be killed. Katniss is overwhelmed, underprepared, and outnumbered. But along comes Hamish, the brash, liquor-driven, grizzled winner of a previous Hunger Games tournament. Hamish assumes the role of Katniss's mentor. He's her guide, helping her hatch a plan to win over the public. This gains Katniss more sponsors, thereby equipping her with more resources for the fight and increases her chances of winning. And the way they break down this formula or this outline is that the character is Katniss and her problem is that she must survive. Her guide is Hamish and he gives her the plan of helping her uh, endear to the sponsors and just for our background for the sake of understanding what this means in the hunger games when katniss is actually you know in this game and she's trying to fight to the death and win she could have sponsors that sends her food it sends her medicine all these things and so when she's before she goes into the games she has to endear to the sponsors and endear to these rich wealthier families so that if she needs help when she's actually in the game they will send her these gifts and so the plan that Hamish gives Katniss is how she can use her people skills to essentially win over the sponsors. And so this calls her to action. And then this call to action is for her to actually compete in the games. And then from this whole thing happening, Katniss lives and District 12 rejoices. And she's from the District 12. That's her home. So this whole plan of the problem of, okay, I have to survive, I'm in these games, this is awful, leads to the final solution of her winning and saving her home. And so that's kind of the breakdown of how this specific story brown outline goes and how I'm going to really relate it to purpose just so we kind of understand it better on how to find our purpose and how to really relate it to our lives is I'm going to share how I kind of unpacked this story brand for myself. And so my story brand is that the problem that I've realized in life is that financial stress holds people back from living the life God created them to live. We're entrapped in the temporary and miss out on eternal relationships and memories. So for me, I want to be the guide because my customer and the character is essentially the world and they have this problem. And here comes me, the guide, and I want to use my gifts to serve others. So I want to be a financial advisor, hopefully a financial planner someday. And my call to action that I want to call my clients to is to help offer a solution of a financial plan so that they don't have to stress about these finances. I could take care of it for them and give them the necessary tips that they need to accomplish each day, each month, each week, whatever it is, so that they can choose to not stress, but to actually have a plan. So that is my call to action for them to give them a financial plan. And this will hopefully end in success. So they can enjoy the life they have here on earth. So that is my story brand. And I really challenge you to kind of go through the same outline, figuring out the character, which is the world, what problem they have, what solution you could offer, the call to action you bring them to. And this could be your career. This could be what you create in your career. And hopefully it'll bring them to success and offer a solution to them. So when I ran myself through this and I've been trying to 
focus in on my purpose because there's, you know, a lot of moving factors when you're trying to figure out where you're going in life. And especially with Corona hitting, there's a lot of changes, obviously. So every time I've been kind of stressed, I kind of walk myself through this and think, okay, what is the solution I'm trying to solve and how will I use my gifts to solve it? And when I understand that there is a lot of hurting in this world in relation to financial stress, I mean, so many divorces are caused by financial stress. So many of us lay awake at night so worried about our finances. I mean, there is a lot of hurt that comes from living in a fallen world and living in the place where financial stress exists. But that is what's compelling me and inspiring me and motivating me to keep on working hard, even when it's difficult to study, even when it's difficult, you know, in the future when I deal with more clients. It's that holy discontent. It's that problem that I see in the world that is driving me to work hard. And so I challenge you, if you're trying to figure out where you're going in life, if you feel that you're confused because COVID-19 hit and you're in quarantine and there's a lot of self-isolation and you're getting kind of down on yourself, I challenge you to look at your life and think, okay, what am I most passionate about? What is the problem I see in society? And how am I going to solve this with my gifts? And I assure you, you will be able to find a purpose for yourself and find a plan and so that when you do get job opportunities or you do get an opportunity to maybe start your own business you already have a story brand that you can match this job opportunity to and that'll help you give more peace and more clarity when you're trying to figure out the next steps in life especially when this lockdown continues to alleviate so I have a couple tips on how you can build this brand for yourself first recognize your holy discontent which we've already talked about a lot in this podcast Second is really dive in deep on how you could offer your solution. Once again, look at your story, look at your life, look at the gifts you have. Maybe you want to expand your education and dive deeper in these gifts. Maybe you want to start a business so you could scale these gifts and make a profit and then maybe you could uh, give some money to charity. Maybe you could offer a solution by connecting to others. Perhaps you have a gift of encouraging others with your words and you see a lot of hurting people in this world. So maybe one way you could offer a solution is to start a Bible study or to meet friends for coffee or to connect with family members. One of the biggest problems in this world is hurting people. And so one way you could offer a solution is simply by your words and also by listening to others. Or maybe a way you could offer a solution to the world is off is starting a new job, going into a new industry, into a new field. Maybe that's a way when quarantine dies down that you can't offer a solution to the world. And then the third tip I have for you for when you're trying to figure out how to make a story brand is to ask God for strength and clarity on how to offer the solution to the world constantly praying to God, constantly asking God for purpose and enlightenment, constantly asking God, if this is your will, please show me. But if it's not your will, please take it away from me. Or you could ask God for a clear sign, for a sense of peace, constantly talking to God about the ideas you have because he will show you. Because remember, he has a plan for you and he's had this plan for you since the moment you were brought into this world. Your purpose is not an afterthought and God wants to help you so much in formulating this purpose and figuring out how to achieve it. And the fourth and final tip I have for you, I think this is the most important and this will give you the most big picture mindset and it's this, commit your purpose to expanding God's kingdom, not yours. And so it's so easy when we're trying to figure out our purpose to just make it be such a small scale, whether it's for yourself, whether it's to provide for your future family, whether it's to help your local community. 
when we get so involved in what we can do, what we could do, what we can do, and it's on our shoulders, and when we forget that this is all actually for glorifying God and bring bringing glory to his kingdom, we could get burnt out and overwhelmed. And so I challenge you through all of this, constantly remind yourself that the reason God gave you a purpose is not just so you could have a good life. It's not just so other people could have a good life. The reason God gave you a purpose is going back to that quote at the beginning of this podcast episode. It's because a way that we could unify this world together and bring Jesus' light to a fallen world is by the gifts God has given us. Because we have the image of God on our hearts. He created us with his image on our hearts called Imago Dei. And I think one of the most beautiful things is that God gave us gifts for us to bring little glimpses of heaven down here on earth, to bring joy and to bring unconditional selfless love to others through our gifts. And so the whole reason we have gifts is to share Jesus's light to others, reflect his light to a world and brighten it up because it's already dark enough. And so when we realize that our life goal isn't just to make the world a better place. It isn't just to make money. It isn't just to have fulfillment. It's actually to bring the love of Jesus and his light to the world. That is what's going to give us motivation when times are hard. And that's going to help us so much when we're trying to figure out what we're doing. When we understand the main reason of why we're here, it's then that we could scale back and look more at the problems, the solutions, and our gifts. So I know that was a lot of information and I probably was talking super fast, but I've already had two cups of coffee today. So it happens on this podcast. But I hope this was a source of encouragement to you. And I want to leave you with a wonderful verse from Romans chapter 8. And the verse is, let's see, let me flip in my binder. Yes, it's Romans, actually not chapter 8. It's Romans chapter 12, verses 5 through 7. And I want to share this passage. And I challenge you just to close your eyes when you're listening. Obviously, if you're driving or something, please don't close your eyes. But if you're in the place to close your eyes, I just challenge you to listen and really hone in on what this passage says. So in Christ, we though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And so I love this passage so much because it pretty much shows that all of us have our own gifts in life and we do it with the heart of serving others and we do it with the desire to share Jesus' light to the world. We can feel centered, we can have fulfillment, and we can feel peace in the fact that God has a plan for us, even if we don't know what it is. We serve an unchanging God who has an unchanging purpose and plan for us. It can be so easy to lose heart and lose hope because when we're just listening to our own voice in isolation and when we're, we're really getting down on ourselves because maybe we're not feeling productive, maybe we don't really know what we're doing in our life, it's so easy to listen to our own voice and let Satan really get a hold on us. However, I just want to encourage you so much that really our God does have a plan for us. And even though you're having bad days and even though you maybe don't have a lot of direction, he wants us to ask him for help. He wants us to ask him for guidance. And I think one of the best ways to do this is to understand what problem is in the world that you have a lot of compassion for and really dive deep into your own personal story and really try to think about, okay, from my life, from my experiences, what gifts do I have that can really help other people? What solution can I offer to the world? 
And so, so I hope by sharing this wonderful book by Donald Miller and by sharing some real life applications and some Bible verses, that this is just a episode of encouragement for you. And if you're not feeling the best and you're feeling kind of run down, I just really hope that this podcast gave you some good tips and information. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Bye.